Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 103 of the Money Love Podcast. I have a very, very important episode for you guys today. I have to say that in over 100 episodes and for the next 100 episodes and the 100 after that, this could possibly be one of the most important episodes and important topics that I will ever sit down and record for you. This episode is one that might not be the most exciting, the most alluring, the most peppy and upbeat, but it certainly will be like I said, one of the most impactful and important episodes that you're going to listen to. And so if there's any way to you know, bookmark or flag this episode, please do it because I want you to listen to it now. And anytime that you are feeling unworthy or struggling with worthiness, I want you to come back and listen to this episode over and over and over. Before we jump in, I actually heard just a really good tip the other day from somebody that I'm just going to offer to you guys because this thought never occurred to me. But someone told me, for those of you who listen on Spotify, that if you listen to a bunch of podcasts, what you can do is you can actually start and create a playlist on Spotify where you actually add all of your favorite podcast episodes. So if you listen to a podcast episode that you really, really like, like hopefully this one, you can go and add that to your podcast playlist. And it's essentially a playlist or a collection of all the podcast episodes that you've listened to in the past that you really, really like, that you're like, I liked this one so much. I know I'm going to want to revisit it. And instead of having to remember like, what show was it? What episode was it? What was the name of the episode? You can just go to your Spotify playlist and all of your favorite podcast episodes are in one place. So I actually started doing that and it's been really, really, I don't know, convenient and a really helpful tip. So I just want to offer that to you guys. So go ahead and do that and then have this episode be the very first episode to start your podcast playlist of the podcast episodes that you just want to revisit over and over and over. The reason I wanted to do an episode on worthiness and unworthiness, the two sides of the coin, is because I've been doing a lot of one-on-one coaching calls with you guys that are in overcoming overspending. And I am seeing a theme come up over and over and over again, which is that so many of y'all are doing so much unnecessary and frankly wasteful spending simply in an attempt to be worthy of something or to be worthy of someone. And I think it really all boils down to just this huge confusion that many of us have around worthiness and what worthiness is and where it actually comes from. And I'm going to talk about this more in the episode. But anytime that we are spending money in an attempt to be worthy of something, it's always going to be money wasted because your worthiness is not something that can be bought. It's not something that's for sale. So anytime we go out and we are trying to buy our worthiness, it's never, ever, ever going to work. And I'm in these coaching sessions with you guys and you guys are telling me like, "Listen, I really really struggle with worthiness. I've always been somebody that struggles with self-esteem issues. These are the thoughts, the beliefs and the self-concepts that you guys are offering to me." 
And they are self-concepts and beliefs that not only are they not helpful to you, they're not serving you, but they've kind of caused you to do a lot of unnecessary and wasteful spending. And your unworthiness is keeping you broke. And so that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. I want to do an entire episode where we just break down and we talk about worthiness and unworthiness because I think having a better understanding of what it is, where it comes from, and also how we can get it back and how we can foster it will help so many of you in so many ways. And it's also going to save you a ton, a ton of money. So here's what I want to start with is that every single person including me and including you, comes into the world and for their entire lifetime remains a completely 100% worthy human being. That is the truth. And that is the truth that so many of us either A, forget or B, are never told. And I say that we forget that truth, but again, I think that for many of us, it's just a truth that we've never been told that our worthiness is something that is inherent within us because the truth of our inherent worthiness is so polar opposite of the messaging that we receive from the outside world and from the culture and the constructs that we live our everyday lives in. Because the outside world is going to tell you and it's going to convince you that your worthiness is conditional. It's going to tell you that instead of starting out and coming into the world as inherently worthy and remaining worthy for your entire life, it's going to tell you instead that you come into the world starting out as already unworthy and that you have to earn your worthiness by, you know, quote unquote, good things. I'm putting good in air quotes, good things that you do. And then your worthiness is going to be dinged by all of the bad things that you do. And this permeates every area of our life, but it particularly permeates money and wealth. Our society so closely correlates wealth with worthiness, which means that the more wealth you have, the worthier you are. And the less of it you have, the more worthless you are. And so the outside world is going to tell you that the more that you have, the more that you possess, the more wealth that you earn, the better you are the worthier you are, the more important you are. The overarching message that so many of us, particularly women, live our everyday lives in is this message that we are unworthy, that we are not enough inherently, that we are already coming into the world lacking in something. And not even lacking in something, but lacking in a lot of things. And the world and consumer culture is going to tell you and make you believe that the way to restore that worthiness that you inherently lack is to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to believe in certain things, to talk a certain way, to have a certain set of hobbies, to make a certain amount of money in a very specific way, to spend your money in a very specific way. I mean, the conditions of our perceived worthiness are endless. And because of this, we will associate how worthy we are to what we have to offer to the external world. Offer in terms of what we look like in our physical appearance, 
offer in terms of how we act, the words that we say, the actions that we take, offer in terms of how much money we have, how much money is sitting in our bank accounts, and offer in terms of what we have to show other people in terms of our possessions. And then to make it all worse, to like compound all of this, right? The cherry on top of this entire situation is that not only will there be a never-ending list of conditions and rules that we need to follow in order to be worthy enough, but the external world is also going to tell you that it has the answer, the solution, the key to being enough and being worthy. And it's also going to make you believe that your worthiness is for sale and it's for a certain price and you just need to go out and buy it. And so that is the belief construct that so many of you are spending so much money through. You are spending money in an attempt to be worthy of something or someone. And the problem is, is that you are trying to buy something that you already have. Your worthiness is already yours. You already own it. Because again, like I said, going back to the very beginning, the first point I made in this episode is that every single one of us, including you, comes into the world and for our entire lives remains a completely 100% worthy human being. But we don't know this and we don't realize this. And again, we think that our worthiness comes at a price. And so that's why no matter how much you spend or how much you buy, thinking that it's going to make you feel better and thinking that it's going to make you feel worthier, it never does. You still feel unworthy. You still feel like you are lacking in something. And that is because your worthiness cannot be bought. So you go out and you buy the diet program to lose weight. And maybe you even get the benefit or the result that you're looking for with what you bought. You lose the weight that you wanted to lose, but you still feel unworthy. Or you go out and you spend all of the money on the new wardrobe. And maybe, yes, you feel cute and you feel put together for a bit, but still inside there is something missing. Or you buy the car that you've always wanted. And it's great for a bit. Okay, it's great. But then we know what always happens. It just becomes like your car, right? Like it just becomes the car that you drive. Your relativity is always shifting. And everything that you get just becomes like your new baseline, your new normal. And so the new car didn't make you feel worthy or important, or it didn't give you the status that you thought that it would. And again, it's because your worthiness is inherently internal. Your worthiness comes from within you. It is already 100% guaranteed by you being a human being on this planet with air in your lungs and blood pumping through that heart of yours. Your worthiness does not have to be worked for. It doesn't have to be earned. It doesn't have to be performed for. It doesn't have to be bought. It is absolute. And there is nothing that anyone, including you, can do about that to change it. I really want you to take some time to think about where your unworthiness and specifically where your financial unworthiness came from. Because the thing is, the interesting part is that you were not born feeling unworthy of money or feeling unworthy of the well-being and the abundance that is meant for you. You did not come into the world inherently feeling unworthy as a little baby. Your unworthiness has been learned along the way. But I think it can be helpful sometimes to think about like, okay, where did it actually come from? Did it come from your caregivers, your religion, your education? Did it come from the media? 
I can say that for many of us, like in the US and Western culture, it really just comes from consumer culture. It comes from, you know, the constructs that we live our everyday lives in. And so give a little bit of thought to that of where it came from, because I think it can be helpful in recognizing the fact that your unworthiness is learned. It's something that you've picked up and adopted along the way. It's not something that is like inherently who you are. But I don't think we need to spend like a ton of time there and really like belabor the point because sometimes I don't think it's helpful to dissect our path to death, right? Like I think it can be eye-opening to an extent, but I think the most important thing is that you come to the realization that your unworthiness has been learned. One thought and one belief at a time. Your worthiness has been broken down one thought and one belief at a time. And that realization is where we need to start when we are coming back to and rediscovering and uncovering our inherent worthiness. And I say rediscovering it, right? Because some of you might have had a time in the past where you did feel incredibly worthy and you did believe and in your heart of hearts, know that you were enough and feel like you were enough. And then something happened along the way where that worthiness started to get broken down and your unworthiness started to get built up. And so for some of you, this is going to be a process where we are rediscovering your worthiness. And for some of you, this could be a process where we are literally discovering and uncovering your worthiness for the first time in your life, even as an adult. But I want you to know that it's never left you. It's never gone. It's always been there. It might have gotten beat down a bit and it might have gotten kind of covered up. It might be kind of buried right now under a lot of negative and toxic beliefs. But I'm here and I can help you uncover your worthiness. It's not something that you need to go out and like find to get back. It's still there. It's still within you. And I think that that realization is something that is super important to make. Like it's not something that we need to go out and find because again, it's not something in our external world. It's something within you that has always been there and is still there. So I want to spend the rest of the episode just talking about like, okay, how do we find it? How do we get back to that place? How do we feel more worthy? I, I know I'm belaboring this point a lot, but please just stick with me here because I think it's so important. But I think that the first major mindset shift that you have to, have to, have to understand is that your worthiness has always been there. Because when you know that your worthiness has always been there, you start to understand, oh, this is like a part of me and it's an untouchable part of me. It is something that cannot be uprooted. It's not something that can be shaken. It's not something that can be discarded. It's always there. It never went away. I just need to find it. And here's a couple ways that I think are really powerful ways to do that. I'm going to give you a couple of options because I know for some of you, each one of these might resonate different with each of you. So the first one that I want you to think of, and this one is the one that's the most powerful for me, is for those of you who are moms, and even for those of you who maybe you're not a mom yet, but you know that in the future, like you have a desire to be a mom or a caregiver at some point in the future, is to think about your child and to think about the worthiness that is inherent in your child. And honestly, just to think about how perfect 
your little baby is, even if you're, even if your baby's not a baby anymore, right? Like I'm saying baby because I'm thinking of myself and I'm thinking of Palmer and she turned 10 months old yesterday. And it's like every single time I look at her, it's just, it's insane to me. Like it's crazy to me because I look at her and I just cannot help but think how perfect she is. She is perfect. There is not a single part of her that I would change. There is not a single cell of her that I think is wrong, that I think is bad, that I think is unworthy. Like truly, I look at her and she is just the most perfect being to me. And for some reason, recognizing that in her, being able to recognize her worthiness and her perfectness and her goodness helps me recognize that in myself. And even though we're not talking about yourself, we're talking about someone else, I think it's just the recognition of, okay, it's true for her. It is true in my heart of hearts. I believe that my child is perfect in every single way. And I'm not, I'm not saying this like, you know, in the sense of like, oh, my child's perfect. You know what I mean? Like they're the golden child. They can do no wrong. But I'm just saying like inherently, right? Like inherently who she is. She is perfect. And so then it's like, can I take that and apply that to how I think about myself? Because if it can be true for her, it can also be true for me. And so even when you're paying attention to like the thoughts that you think about yourself and your inner dialogue, it's questioning, okay, would I ever, ever, ever think this way about my child, my daughter, my son? Would I ever say these words out loud to them? Would I ever tell Palmer that she's ugly, that she's fat, that she's not good enough, that she's not worthy enough, that she's not smart enough, that she's not capable enough, that she's not able to figure things out, that she's not able to create the life that she wants? Like, no, of course not. I would never, ever, ever, ever say those things to her. But yet I'm constantly saying those things to myself. And I'll get into this in a second, but it's like every single time we indulge in one of those thoughts, we are chipping away at our worthiness. And I don't even want to use the analogy that we're chipping away at it. Actually, I'm going to change that because now that I'm like saying this out loud, it's like it's not even that we're chipping away at it because I want you to think of your worthiness as something that cannot be like chipped away at. But let's use another analogy of like we're covering it up, right? It's something that's always going to be there. You can't chip away at it. You can't make it smaller. You can't decrease it, but you can cover it up. You can hide it. You can disguise it. And so every single time you have a thought like that, it's just like you're taking like a shovel of dirt and you're just like piling like more dirt onto your worthiness. So one is like thinking about your child. One is thinking about yourself as a little kid. This is another one that I've heard. This one, for some reason, I don't know why this one doesn't, it's not as effective for me. However, I have heard of a lot of people in my community that do this and it is very effective for them. They will find a picture of themselves as a little kid, right? Like as a three, four, five-year-old and they will tape it up so that they can see it. And again, it's coming back to the question of, okay, can I find the worthiness in her? Can I find the worthiness and the goodness in that three, four, five-year-old version of myself? 
And anything that I'm currently saying to myself as an adult, would I say it to her? Yes or no. So again, thinking of like just the innocence and the goodness of a a young child, whether it's your own child or whether it's you as a child, I find can be very, very effective. And then this is the third one that I want to share with you guys, because I actually saw this on Instagram and it actually, it was like very emotional for me. It really moved me. I follow this girl on Instagram. Her name's Kelly Brock. And she recently hosted a retreat and I didn't go to the retreat, but she posted like a video after the fact, after the retreat was over and she posted on Instagram and it was like eight minutes long. And I ended up watching it because I I don't know. I just like, like those sorts of things. They're like very intriguing to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this eight minute video of this retreat that I didn't even go on. So anyways, I'm watching this video and at this retreat, she had the participants do something that I thought was very, very interesting. She had everyone take out a piece of paper and write out all of just the worst thoughts that you have about yourself, right? Like the ones that I just said, like you're ugly, you're fat, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough. Wealth and abundance isn't meant for you. You're not smart enough to figure any of this out. She had them write it all out. And then what they did was they brought this horse out, wild horse that like lived on this island. And it was just this like, almost kind of like this magnificent being. Like, I don't know about you guys. And I think that's why they do a lot of therapy with horses because I think horses are just these animals. They're just kind of like these majestic animals. Like when you see a horse, you're just like, wow. I mean, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if you guys feel this way or if it's just me, but there's just something about a horse that when you're like in the presence of one, it's it's very calming, but it's also just very... I don't know what the word is. You feel like you're in the presence of something just great, of something that's just majestic, right? And so what she had these women do is she had them stand in front of this like beautiful, amazing, majestic horse and read out the most awful things that you think about yourself to the horse. And I, y'all, I know this sounds a little crazy, okay? But like when you're watching it and you're like seeing this on video and you're looking at this horse and then you're hearing all of these awful things. It really is just this stark wake up moment of like, I would never in a million years say these things to this like magnificent being that's kind of just like standing in front of me. So why am I saying that to myself? But it's realizing that you are just as worthy and just as magnificent as this horse is, right? And so for some of you, like, and I know we have a lot of animal lovers in the audience, like myself included, it's like thinking about an animal, right? Because I think like when we tend to think of animals, like we tend to just think of like this innocence, right? Whether it's your dog or it's a horse or it's something else, but also it's just rediscovering your magnificence. These are practices that you can do to understand and to really wrap your mind around the fact that your worthiness is inherent and it has always been there right? Whether you want to think about your little baby or whether you want to think about yourself as a little kid or whether you want to think of the innocence or the magnificence of an animal that you really love, right? And all of the terrible things that we say to kind of cover up our own worthiness and realizing that it's always been there and it always will be. We just have to uncover it and rediscover it. So then it's like, okay, well, how do we do that? Like, what's the next step to that once I make that realization? And I think the next part of it is working to detach your worthiness or your unworthiness from your self-concept. 
And remember, your self-concept is the way that you think about yourself. It's what you believe to be true about you. So many of you, when I'm coaching you, you will say things to me like, well, I've just always been somebody who really struggles with worthiness issues. Or another much sneakier one is, I've always struggled with self-esteem or I've always had self-esteem issues. Now, I understand like when you're telling me that, you're only telling me that because you think it's true, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be saying it. You're telling me because you truly believe that in your heart of hearts and you believe it to be true. You believe that you are somebody who has struggled with worthiness issues or self-confidence issues. But I really want to urge you and encourage you to have today be the last day that you ever, ever, ever say that about yourself. Because remember the thing about your self-concept that is so tricky is that whatever your self-concept is, you will live into and you will create because your brain wants to be right about what it believes to be true, even if what you believe to be true isn't helpful to you and it's not serving you and it's not helping you to create the results that you want. So when you have a self-concept of I'm somebody who struggles with worthiness. I'm somebody who has a lot of self-esteem issues. Then guess what's going to happen? You are going to have a lot of self-esteem issues, right? I was coaching someone the other day. This is like same thing, but just a totally different example just to kind of show this to you guys. And she's probably listening to the podcast because she told me that she does. So hello, you know who you are. But I was doing a coaching call with one of my overcoming overspending students the other day. And she just told me like right out of the gate, she's like, yeah, I'm just somebody who always has like massive impulse issues. Like I've always been somebody who's been really impulsive and I've always had massive impulse issues. And she just said it to me. Like she was just like telling me the news, right? And I kindly like and lovingly pointed out to her, listen, like that's just your thought. That's just your self-concept. And the more that you continue to believe that you are somebody with massive impulse issues, you will always be somebody with massive impulse issues, right? And so the same thing is true here. When you believe that you are somebody who struggles with self-esteem, and when you believe that you are somebody who struggles with worthiness issues, you will always struggle with this. So today is the day we're going to stop telling ourselves that. We don't have to make it this like huge thing, this huge thing that we have to overhaul, right? Because that's just going to make the whole thing seem very heavy and very unfiguratable. We can just remind ourselves that, okay, This is all that has happened. I have simply just forgotten where my worthiness comes from. I have simply just been led astray. I got confused there for a bit, but I am coming back. And bit by bit, I'm going to take my shovel and I am going to start uncovering my worthiness that is already there. I'm going to have to dig. I'm going to have to work. It's going to take, you know, one dig and then another dig and then another dig. But eventually I'm going to get all of the dirt that I have used to cover up my worthiness over the years. I'm going to get it all shoveled away and I'm going to be able to uncover it and rediscover it once again. But when you are talking about your worthiness as a state of being, okay? And this is what so many of us do. We talk about it like I either am or I'm not. I am worthy or I am unworthy. I am one of those two things. When you are talking about worthiness like a state of being, like you are or you aren't, then it feels like this huge thing that is so out of your control and it is so deeply rooted within you that you will just have no idea where to begin or how to work through it. So then you start to think about it like this really big out of reach thing that starts to just seem like a lost cause. So then it's like, why try, 
right? And this is really the difference between, okay, this is something that I am working on to improve and to get better at versus this is just who I am. Do you see the difference between those two things? Like when you look at worthiness as a state of being, like I either am worthy or I'm not worthy, it makes it so much more dramatic and really not solvable, not figure outable as opposed to, okay, this is just something that I'm working to change bit by bit and we do it thought by thought. So I want you to start to think of your worthiness just like as a series of models. Okay. When I say a series of models, I mean a series of CTFARs, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Worthiness is a feeling. If we're working a model, worthiness would go into the F line of our model, which means that feelings of worthiness or feelings of unworthiness come from the thoughts that we think about ourselves. And so when you realize that your unworthiness has been built up and established one negative and one toxic belief at a time, you will also come to the realization that we will dismantle your unworthiness and build back up your worthiness with one positive, helpful, abundant thought at a time. And the more that we practice it, the more it will become a part of our self-concept. So your worthiness or unworthiness is simply just a series of thoughts that you have thought about yourself over and over and over that then have become a belief. But you can also work to change these thoughts one thought at a time. Think of it as just one shovel, one dig at a time. And as you work on one thought at a time, you will also work through it one emotion at a time in your body. So again, pay attention to how you are talking about worthiness and unworthiness, right? Like, are you talking about it as a state of being, like it's who you are? Or are you talking about it like it's simply just an emotion that you are feeling? I find this is helpful working through it. So think about all of the other emotions that you feel. Let's just say like when you're feeling sadness, most of us say like, I'm feeling sad right now. We don't say I'm a sad person, (laughs) right? Maybe some of us do, but most of us don't, right? Like we say like, I'm feeling sad right now, or I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. We don't say I'm a sad person or I'm an overwhelmed person. Because for a lot of emotions, we understand that it's simply just an emotion that we are feeling in that point in time, right? Like we understand that the sadness or the overwhelm isn't a constant state of being. We understand that Yes, right now we are feeling sad in this moment, but we are not going to feel sad forever. We are not going to live our lives in a constant state of being sad or being overwhelmed. And the same thing is true with worthiness, but we don't think about worthiness in that way. We think about worthiness as a state of being. So we think like I am or I'm not worthy instead of just recognizing that Worthiness is just like any other emotion that you're feeling. It's a vibration that you are experiencing in a moment of time. And so instead of saying, okay, well, I constantly struggle with worthiness, you could say, I'm feeling unworthy right now in this moment in time. And that is such a huge difference. It is such a differentiator when you treat one as an emotion that you are currently experiencing at like one point in time versus something that you are or that you're not constantly. Now, if worthiness is something that you really, really struggle with, again, I want you just to focus on one thought at a time. That is the key takeaway here. It will make this process seem so much more manageable. Okay. One dig at a time. 
even if it's the thought, I am 100% worthy no matter what. I am 100% worthy no matter what. That is a thought, you guys. That is a thought that you can practice and start to get used to. And I really want to encourage you just to start small. Strive for 60 seconds of worthiness. 60 seconds. That's it. For 60 seconds, put a timer on your phone. Seriously, I want you to set a timer on your phone. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a couple deep breaths. I want you to put your hand over your heart. And I want you for 60 seconds to say things to yourself that feel good, positive, and say things that you love about yourself that will remind you of your worthiness and of your enoughness. And if you can't think of anything good to say to yourself, think about your child. Think about the five-year-old version of you. Think about, you know, an animal or maybe someone else that you love. What would you say about them? Because the things that you would say about them are also true for you. Hand over your heart, deep breath, eyes closed for 60 seconds. One of my favorite mantras is, I am enough no matter what. I have enough no matter what. I'm exactly where I need to be. I've got this. I am smart. I am capable. I am worthy. I am enough. If you need to borrow that, borrow that, right? Those are some great thoughts to start with. And again, just strive for 60 seconds of worthiness and practice that. Practice that until it feels easy and natural to live into and experience 60 seconds of worthiness. And after you've done that, maybe it's like, hmm, if I can do it for 60 seconds, can I do it for 10 minutes? And if I can do it for 10 minutes, can I do it for an hour? And if I can do it for an hour, can I do it for a day? And that is how we uncover and we rediscover our worthiness. I don't want you to fight against your brain. I want you to work with your brain. And so even if you're going through this exercise, again, of feeling 60 seconds of worthiness, I understand that your brain is going to want to chirp in and it's going to want to be loud and noisy and distracting. And it's going to want to give you all the whatabouts. Yeah, well, what about this? And yeah, well, what about that? And again, what I try to do in those moments, because my brain does the exact same thing, is I try not to fight against my brain. When my brain is trying to be a bully, I try not to pretend like it's not there, right? And what I do is I kind of calm my brain down and I tell my brain, listen, brain, for 60 seconds, I am practicing worthiness. And after the 60 seconds is over, if we want to go back to the thoughts that make me feel unworthy, then at that point in time, we can do that. But right now in this moment in time, for the next 60 seconds, I am practicing worthiness. So again, it's like there's a time for this and there's a time for you, right? Like there's a time for the worthy thoughts and there's a time for the unworthy thoughts. I think it's realistic just to think that like when we know this work, all of a sudden we're just going to start thinking these beautiful, amazing, like rainbow thoughts that are just going to make us feel totally and completely 100% worthy all of a sudden when we've gone our whole lives, maybe feeling very undeserving and unworthy and not enough. So in the beginning, it's just telling your brain, like, listen, brain, like we will get back to those thoughts. But for right now, for the next 60 seconds, we are practicing worthiness. Or for the next 10 minutes, we are practicing worthiness. All right. So work with your brain on that. Don't fight against your brain. And the last thing that I really want you guys to practice, okay, so like, again, let's recap super quick. Step one is like rediscovering your worthiness and your magnificence. Step two is 
practicing one thought at a time to rediscover, to uncover your worthiness and build it back up. And then the third thing that we have to do is we have to detach. I think this is really important, detaching what we do from how worthy that we are. I think that this really starts with reminding yourself of the contrast, the 50-50 contrast of the human experience and of the human life, that half the time things are going to be really, really great. And half of the time you're going to have great, amazing thoughts, which means you're going to feel amazing, which means that you're probably going to have a lot of like fun and amazing and productive and aligned actions. And it's just going to be great. And it's going to feel amazing and it's all going to be good. But the other 50% of the time, like it's not going to be so good. And you're not going to be having the best thoughts, which means you're not going to be feeling the best feelings, which means you're not going to be taking the best actions and you're not going to be living into probably what we would consider to be the highest version of you. It's going to be half great and it's going to be half not so great. And that's okay, y'all. That is how the human life and the human experience is supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to go. But many of us don't think that and we fight against that truth, right? We fight against that reality and we think that everything should just be happy and perfect and abundant all of the time. And it's not. And then when it's not, we think like, okay, well, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy enough. What's wrong with me that I'm not feeling perfect and happy and lovable and enough all of the time? When the truth is, is that you're actually just having and living into the reality of the pure 50-50 human experience. The 50-50 experience means that we're going to have thoughts that will have contrast. We're going to have emotions that will have contrast. We're going to take actions that will have contrast, and none of it's a problem. It doesn't mean any of it has gone wrong. I know for me, when I look at myself, this is the truth for me. The truth for me is that sometimes I'm a good person, and sometimes I'm a bad person. I'm a bad wife. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad business owner. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad sister. I'm a bad daughter. And sometimes I'm a really good all of those things, right? Like sometimes I'm a really good friend and daughter and business owner and podcaster and wife and mom. And sometimes I'm, I'm a good all of those things. And sometimes I'm a bad all of those things. And sometimes I make really good choices. And sometimes I do really good things with my money. And I make really good choices around the thoughts that I'm going to think and the actions that I'm going to take and the food I'm going to put into my body and how I'm going to treat my body, all of those things, right? Like sometimes I make really good choices around those things. And sometimes I make really freaking awful decisions around those things, including my money. Sometimes I spend my money on things that bring absolutely no value into my life. Sometimes I make terrible choices around how I treat my body. Sometimes I make terrible choices on how I'm going to treat other people in my life. Sometimes I'm really nice and I'm really calm and patient and encouraging. And sometimes I'm just mad and I'm anxious and I'm sad and I'm annoyed and I'm jealous and I'm short-sighted and I'm all of those things. That is true for me. That is the 50-50 of my human experience. And I guarantee that you probably have another similar contrasted 50-50 human experience. But one of the best things that I did for myself, and it, it truly was a gift that I gave to myself years ago, is that I realized, okay, these are things that I do. They are thoughts that I think. They are emotions that I feel. They are things that I do and choices that I make, but they are not inherently who I am. And they do not touch. They do not affect 
they do not break down my worthiness. And some of you guys think like, I can't be worthy or I can't be enough because look at like all these terrible things that I've done or look at all these emotions that I have that I'm so ashamed of that I shouldn't be feeling or look at all these terrible thoughts that I think about myself or that I think about other people. Like I'm such a bad person and therefore I cannot be worthy. And I'm here to tell you that like what I've learned about most human beings, and I know this is true for you, is that for just as much bad as we have, there's just as much if not more good and amazing things about each one of us than there is bad. And so many of us want to think that we can't be worthy or we can't be enough or lovable because of all of the bad, right? Like the bad contrast, the 50% bad, but I think it's the opposite. Like I like to have the belief about myself that I am an amazing person and I am worthy and I am enough. And I don't think of those things because of the lack of all of the bad, because I don't have any of the bad, because I've just told you, like, I have a lot of the bad, just like all of you have. 50% of my life is bad. So I don't think that I'm worthy and I don't think that I'm amazing. And I don't think that I'm enough and a good person because of the lack of all of those things. I think those things about myself because of the bad, because the bad presents the contrast. And because the bad And the not so pretty things about my life means that I am a human being living a pure and true human experience. And there is nothing, nothing more worthy or more beautiful than that, you guys. There really, really isn't. So it's detaching the things that you think, the things that you feel, the things that you do, the choices that you make, the mistakes that you've made. In the past, it's detaching all of that from how good you are, from how worthy you are, and not using those things against yourself and not using them as a reason to be less worthy, but in fact, using them as a reason to prove to yourself that you are even more human, living a human experience. And part of the human experience is already being 100% worthy. And so those things do not take you farther away from your worthiness, but in fact, they bring you closer to it. So I want to leave you with this. I know this has been a longer episode, but again, so much to say here and so much to break down. So I am so thankful for all of you guys sticking with me here. But the last thing I want you to do again, I want to bring this back to, of course, money. Okay. Because again, this is a money podcast. (laughs) This is a question that I love to ask and answer for myself. When I feel like I am making a purchasing decision or when I am spending money from a place of unworthiness, of not feeling enough, And when I can really kind of drop into my body and I can really tell like, okay, I'm really kind of making this purchasing choice, this decision with my money from a really scarce place. And I I really think I'm trying to buy something here that ultimately I know I can't buy myself. And I know that like, I'm going to buy this thing and I'm going to spend this money. It's not going to work. It's not going to give me what I need and what I want. You can ask and answer this question for yourself. So here is that question. Knowing that I am 100% worthy with or without this thing, what do I choose? What do I do? Knowing that I am already enough and knowing that I already have enough with or without this thing, what do I do and what do I choose? I'm going to say those one more time, okay? Knowing that I am already 100% worthy with or without this thing, what do I choose? And knowing that I am already enough and knowing that I already have enough with or without this thing, what do I do and what do I choose? Now, I want to make this clear that just because 
you ask this question doesn't mean you're always going to be saying no. It doesn't always mean that you're going to be not moving forward with the purchase or not spending money. But the reason that I love this question is because when you ask it and when you are honest with yourself about the answer to the question, it will really show you and bring to light for you how much money you have been spending in an attempt to feel worthy of something or of someone. And so when you ask this question of yourself, knowing that I am already 100% worthy with or without this thing, what do I do and what do I choose? Like I said, sometimes you will choose to spend the money and to buy the thing because you realize that when you are buying that thing and when you are spending that money, you are doing it because you want to, because it is aligned, not because you are trying to buy something that cannot be bought, not because you are trying to prove something to either yourself or to someone else or to the world as a whole, not because you were trying to buy something that cannot be bought, but because you genuinely want it. It feels good to you. It feels aligned to you. So sometimes the answer will be yes. And sometimes the answer will be no, right? Like sometimes the answer will be like, ooh, under the assumption that I'm already 100% worthy and enough, then I don't really think I need this thing, right? Because ultimately I am trying to buy it in an attempt to make myself feel worthy of something. And already operating under the assumption that my worthiness is already there, 100% guaranteed. And whether I buy this thing or not, or have this thing or not, like that's not going to change. Like this purchase isn't going to affect that. Knowing that, then I feel like I really don't need to spend the money and to buy this thing. And so again, thinking about that, being honest with yourself will bring to light how much money you have been spending in an attempt to be worthy of something how much money you're spending to look a certain way so that you feel worthy enough, how much you're spending to have your environment look a certain way, how much you're spending to show off to other people to get the admiration and the respect and just the attention and the eyeballs of other people to fill up that self-worth. Your self-worth isn't going to come from any of that. You guys have to hear me and understand that like, no matter, no matter what your body looks like, you're worthy. No matter how much money is in your bank account, you're worthy. No matter how much debt you have, you are worthy. No matter how many mistakes that you have made in the past, whether it's mistakes with money, mistakes with relationships, mistakes at work, whatever, mistakes anywhere, you are worthy. Regardless of the things that people have said to you, regardless of the things that they have done to you, you are worthy. Your worthiness is inherent. It is in you. It is untouchable. Some of you guys might have gone through a lifetime where you have been covering it up, but I guarantee you it is there. It's just a matter of taking the first step, dig by dig, thought by thought, uncovering your inherent magnificence, detaching what you think, what you feel, and what you do from your worthiness, understanding that none of those things can affect it or touch it, That is how we find our way back there. And I want to end by saying that hate and self-loathing and self-doubt and second-guessing, it is going to be there presenting itself to you as an option every day, (laughs) probably multiple times a day. For some of us, it's all day, every day. And you will be very tempted to accept and indulge in the self-loathing. 
But I want to encourage you to refuse the invitation. Refuse the invitation of unworthiness. Refuse the invitation of self-doubt. Refuse the invitation of self-loathing. I want you to come back to the truth and the worthiness and the magnificence that is you because it's there. It always, always has been and it always will be. I love you. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's hundred percent risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.